0: Welcome to ACONA Beyond the Articles, the podcast of ACONA Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode.
1: Hi, I'm sophomore staff writer Raquel Elson. And I'm
0: sophomore staff writer Isabel
1: And today we will be talking about the importance of properly written diversity in media.
2: A lot of times uh, um, writers and shows will be praised simply for having characters, even if they are not being represented properly, or if they're there to serve as a token and they don't really serve as their own characters, or even having those characters there but not having the. identity. But and having those characters there but not having a diverse writers room and a diverse behind the scenes crew to kind of back it up and make sure that those groups are being represented properly because diversity and representation are important but they only serve their purpose when it's done correctly
1: when you have properly written diverse characters they don't fall into tropes as much and it shows just diversity in which like how people are because you can have like black kids who are into other things other than like sports and things like that. Like you can have like a black kid who likes anime or something like that. Like you you can just have character types that um normally aren't portrayed. As a... Ah! And the characters don't feel like a token. They don't feel like they're just existing so that the show seems like it has diversity. It, the characters are existing just like how people exist in the real world. As opposed to existing to move along a plot or fill some diversity quota or something along those lines. Let's see where the wind takes us. Okay. um I'm probably
3: have to go walk my dog soon. So, like, if that happens, just like start recording stuff mm-hmm. on your own. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, because I'm st- I'm stupid. now. where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> no idea.
1: But um, people who write. For TV shows and movies, and musicals and plays, we need to learn that diversity goes beyond race. Also, black people.
3: Are you recording? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um I
1: can't crop that.
3: <laughs> that uh, um, I think we're we'll going to be good at having a casual podcast. Unfortunately, this is not a casual
1: this, podcast. This isn't a... Bl- This isn't the format for us. This Uh, isn't a format for us. We should start a podcast. We should. I don't know. I don't know what it would be
3: about.
1: That feels like a good... That feels like a good, like, premise for a podcast. Just like, hey, um, we're too lazy to edit this. So, and we are on FaceTime for, like, five hours each day. So sometimes we just hit record and see where the wind takes us
3: <laughs> see where the wind takes us yeah oh my god and all the descriptions you know, the game, are i saw hmm. this game one time that was like um it's like um you like start with two separate co- to- um, topics and you have to try to connect them so a podcast called where the wind takes us where you start at one topic and the end goal is to get to a different one mm-hmm. but you just have to like try to like but you can't just go like bam bam like it has to be a gradual transition to
1: yeah catch. Write that down on a sticky note, because that's kind of cool. I don't know. You think if we had a podcast, someone would pay for me to go to college? Because... I do Plus, then one day we could have a podcast with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I don't know. It'd be fun. Oh my god, teenager therapy. I love those. Yeah. Where
3: the wind takes us. Um... Two topics, try to connect naturally, question mark, question mark, okay. Oh my god, that's so fun. I usually put my two little like sticky notes up on like top of my desk. What if that was just like a thing I started doing?
1: Doing? I mean, I I don't put my sticky notes anywhere. I don't put I them on my laptop really here, here, me. here, here, and up there.
3: Everyone can just see my thoughts from a crazed mind. Mm. This podcast, podcast, like, the recording is going to end up being, like, nine hours long. It's going
1: to end up being so long.
3: And I mean, then we're going to have to, like, and then there's going to be, like, 20 minutes of, like, usable
1: recording, mm-hmm. if that, if that. I am trying to see how long this podcast can be. Because I'm going to be honest, I think that one, that section with Maddie is going to end up being so long.
3: I think so. I think we're going to get off topic a lot.
1: We're going to get off topic and I'm going to have to be like, crap that out. Guys, <laughs> guys. Um, the
3: thing is though, like you are, I guess you're kind of our leader.
1: Hmm?
3: Leader? I don't know how to describe it. I guess... Of all of us, you would be the one who would have to take charge and like get us back on track.
1: They're like, hey, guys, focus. This is for a grade. This is for a grade and my have, in my honors this class. Like
3: anyone who takes that role naturally in our group. So,
1: Do we? We're never. In, in, we're not in many situations where we need to stay on a topic.
3: That's true. Um, I think it's good that we are not in classes together. Yeah. You know. Okay. I think it'd be really funny if Maddie joined a counter. <laughs> Terrorize Kendall Jenner. Cameron?
1: And Berlin Red. Oh my god, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
3: And even when shows have racial minorities and have people and people in color and have people.
1: (laughs) Start the whole sentence over. People in color. (laughs) (laughs)
3: They're so bad. Um, And even when media has characters of color and has racial representation even when it's done well, even when even when media has racial representation done well, oftentimes it will not represent other minority groups, such as ha- or it will it will not have other underrepresented group. <laughs> it will not have other underrepresented groups. For example, like it won't have a balance of men to women, it won't have representation for the LGBTQ plus community, it won't have representation of neurodivergent people, it won't have representation of different religious groups, it won't have representation of plus-size people, it won't have representation of all these different people. That And that does not reflect like the world that we live in because like the world,
1: and the world. The people, world like, <laughs> the world has different types of people. Um, yeah, and it'll never like even when you have like a well done person of like color, that'll be like their only like minority in a sense. Like they'll never be like plus sized or like neurodivergent or like religious or LGBTQ plus like a part of that community. Or, like, any other minority group. They never, like, have those. Um, Interla-
3: overlapping? Yeah,
1: overlapping.
3: There's a, There's a lack of intersectionality for yeah. a lot of these characters. And there's a lack of people who fit into more than one, like, underrepresented group. And people, because in real life, people are often not just one type of minority. They're not just one type of underrepresented group because there can be lgbtq plus people of color there can be people who are neurodivergent people of color there can be plus size people who are religious. who <laughs> there can be plus size people who are part of the LGBT community there can be people who fit into like all of these groups really yeah because you know there are people who are chronically ill and part of the LGBTQ community people don't exist in one category you know it's not like yeah yeah people don't exist in one category how I, and shows and movies are meant to reflect real life yeah they're That's meant a big to big reflect part of society yeah they're meant to reflect real life and they're meant to reflect the diversity that exists in real life and if you look around your school you look around your neighborhood you look around any community you're a part of you'll find people who are minorities and you'll find people who belong to more than one minority group because that's simply the way people exist people don't fit into a set
1: mold yeah and the characters don't feel like a token they don't feel like they're just existing so that the show seems like it has diversity it, the characters are existing just like how people exist in the real world as opposed to existing to move along a plot or fill some diversity quota or something along those lines. Let's see where the wind takes us. Okay, um I really have to go walk my dog soon. So like if that happens,
3: just like start recording stuff on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I'm, st- I'm
1: stupid now. What was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. But uh, people who write for TV shows and movies and musicals and plays need to learn that diversity goes beyond race. Also, black people.
3: Are you recording? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um,
1: can't crop that. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Thing about.
3: Um, I think we would be good at having a casual podcast. Unfortunately, this is not
1: a casual. This
3: isn't a. Podcast. Bl- this
1: isn't the format for us. This
3: um, isn't a format for us. We should
1: start a podcast. We should. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what
3: it would be about
1: that feels like a good that feels like a good like premise for a podcast just like hey um we're too lazy to edit this so and we are on facetime for like five hours each day so sometimes we just hit record and see where the wind takes us
3: <laughs> see where the wind takes us yeah oh my god and all the descriptions you know I, came, are, I saw hmm. this game one time that was like um It's like, um, you, like, start with two separate um, topics and you have to try to connect them. So a podcast called Where the Wind Takes Us, where you start at one topic and the end goal is to get to a different one, Mm -hmm. but you just have to, like, try to, like, but you can't just go, like, bam, bam. Like, it has to be a gradual transition.
1: Yeah. Write that down on a sticky note, because that's kind of cool. I don't know. You think if we had a podcast, someone pay for me to go to college? Because... I don't know. Plus, then one day we could have a podcast with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I don't know. It'd be fun. Oh my god,
3: teenager therapy. I love those. Yeah. Where the wind takes us. Um, two topics. Try to connect. Naturally... Question mark? Question mark? Okay. Oh my god, that's so fun. I usually put my two little like sticky notes up on like top of my desk. What if that was just like a thing I started doing?
1: Doing? I mean, have I, I don't put my notes sticky notes, notes anywhere. I normally put I them it on my laptop. Really add here, about here, me. <laughs> here, here, and up there.
3: Everyone can just see my thoughts from a crazed mind. Hmm this podcast like podcast. the recording is gonna end up being like nine hours long it's gonna
1: end up being so long
3: And I mean, then we're gonna have to like and then there's gonna be like 20 minutes of like usable
1: recording
3: mm-hmm. if that
1: if that i'm trying to see how long this podcast can be because i'm gonna be honest i think that one that section with maddie is gonna end up being so long
3: i think so i think we're gonna get off topic a lot
1: we're going to get off topic, and I'm going to have to be like, crap that out. Guys, <laughs>
3: guys. Um, the thing is, though, like, you are, I guess you're kind of our leader. Hmm? Leader? I don't know how to describe it. I guess, out of all of us, you would be the one who would have to take charge and, like, get us back on track. They're
1: like, hey, guys, focus. This is for a grade. This is for a grade in my honors have, in this class. Like,
3: anyone who takes that role naturally in our group. So, do we?
1: we're never we're not in many situations where we need to stay on a topic
3: that's true um i think it's good that we are not in classes together yeah you know okay i think it'd be really funny if maddie joined a counter (laughs) terrorize kendall jenner and girl in red
1: oh my goodness okay 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 (laughs) the podcast
3: (laughs) and even when shows have racial minorities and have people and people in color and have people
1: (laughs) start the whole sentence over people <laughs> in color are <laughs> so
3: bad um, and even when media has characters of color and has racial representation, even when it's done well even when even when media has racial representation done well oftentimes it will not represent other minority groups, such as, or it won't, it will not have other underrepresented group. It will not have other underrepresented groups. For example, like it won't have a balance of men to women. It won't have representation for the LGBTQ plus community. It won't have representation of neurodivergent people. It won't have representation of different religious groups it won't have representation of plus-size people it won't have representation of all these different people that and that does not reflect like the world that we live in because like the world and the world
1: the world like <laughs> the world has different types of people um yeah and it'll never like even when you have like a well-done person of like color that'll be like they're only like minority in a sense like they'll never be like plus sized or like neurodivergent or like religious or lgbtq plus like a part of that community or like any other minority group they never like have those um overlapping yeah overlapping
3: there's a there's a lack of intersectionality for a lot of these characters and there's a lack of people who fit into more than one like underrepresented group and people because in real life people are often not just one type of minority they're not just one type of underrepresented group because there can be lgbtq plus people of color there can be people who are neurodivergent people of color there can be plus size people who are religious. who there can be plus size people who are part of the LGBT community. There can be people who fit into, like, all of these groups, really. Yeah. Because, you know, there are people who are chronically ill and part of the LGBTQ community. People don't exist in one category. You know, it's not like... Yeah. yeah people don't exist in one category. How And shows and movies are meant to reflect real life yeah they're meant to reflect society. society yeah they're meant to reflect real life and they're meant to reflect the diversity that exists in real life and if you look around your school you look around your neighborhood you look around any community you're a part of you'll find people who are minorities and you'll find people who belong to more than one minority group because that's simply the way people exist people don't fit into a set mold yeah Even when media has racial representation done well, oftentimes it will not have other underrepresented groups. For example, like it won't have a balance of men to women. It won't have representation for the LGBTQ plus community. It won't have representation of neurodivergent people. It won't have representation of different religious groups. It won't have representation of plus size people, it won't have representation of all these different people. That and that does not reflect like the world that we live in. Because like the world and the world.
1: The world like, the world has different types of people. Um, yeah, and it'll never like even when you have like a well done person of like color, that'll be like their only like minority in a sense like they'll never be like plus sized like neurodivergent or like religious or lgbtq plus like a part of that community or like any other minority group they never like have those um Interla-
3: overlapping yeah
1: overlapping
3: there's a there's a lack of intersectionality for yeah. a lot of these characters and there's a lack of people who fit into more than one like underrepresented group and people because in real life people are often not just one type of minority they're not just one type of underrepresented group because there can be LGBTQ plus people of color there can be people who are neurodivergent people of color there can be plus size people who are religious who there can be plus size people who are part of the LGBT community there can be people who fit into like all of these groups really yeah because you know there are people who are chronically ill and part of the lgbtq community people don't exist in one category you know it's not like yeah yeah people don't exist in one category How and shows and movies are meant to reflect real life yeah they're meant to reflect society. society
1: yeah
3: they're meant to reflect real life and they're meant to reflect the diversity that exists in real life and if you look around your school you look around your neighborhood you look around any community you're a part of you'll find people who are minorities and you'll find people who belong to more than one minority group because that's simply the way people exist people don't fit into a set mold
1: yeah A show that perfectly portrays intersectionality is Pose, a 2018 drama series based on the history of the ball culture in New York City in the 1980s. The ball scene is the fashion show-esque world created by the LGBTQ plus people of color community when they were not allowed into white spaces. This show is great for young LGBTQ plus people of color to learn about their history while also allowing people outside of those communities to learn about that history and how intersectionality affects those groups.
2: So, a movie that I find is a great piece of children's media that contains of diversity that is well-written is the 2018 film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which centers around Miles Morales, an Afro-Latino boy who after witnessing witness who, after being bitten by a radioactive spider, is becoming the new Spider-Man, replacing the Peter Parker of his universe, who died. And, with the help of Spider-Man from other universes, is trying to save the world from an evil guy. It was attempting to save the world. His issues aren't the fact that he is Black or that he is Hispanic. His issues are that he's, like, becoming Spider-Man which is very refreshing to see on screen,
1: you know? That oh, it was incredible. Struggles
2: are just that of any other superhero, and we see white characters who are Spider-Mans from different universes who have gone through that same struggle.
1: Also, I appreciated the fact that none of the other, like, Spider-Men, like, thought anything of the fact that he was black, and he was, like, the only one who wasn't white, and none of them were really, like... What's going on here? A piece of children's media that I think has, um, very well written diversity is Big Hero 6, a 2014 cartoon superhero movie in which its protagonist, Hero, an East Asian middle schooler, high schooler, turns his deceased brother's, um, STEM major friends into a gang of superheroes along with his inflatable robot companion. This movie is important as children's diversity because it allows children of color to see themselves represented from a young age and other kids can learn about cultures cultures and identities that they don't um, identify with and they can understand that diversity is supposed to be a normal thing. It's also really important because STEM is normally an industry dominated by white men, but the only white man or the only white men in this film are the comedic relief, and the villain.
2: I also think that the main character is a person of color. However, his like sidekicks, his gang, like has women and they are shown to be just as smart and just as capable and to have just as good of ideas as men. However, they are still allowed to be feminine in one of the characters. Honey, Honey Lemon. Honey Lemon. And one of the characters, Honey Lemon, is shown to be very bubbly and very feminine and just very, like, uh, girly. However, she's still very smart and she's still very talented and respected in her field.
1: She's also Hispanic. She's a Hispanic woman and she is taller than everyone else in this movie.
2: Is
1: she really? She woman? is. Here's
4: our first guest.
1: Hi, I'm Madison Quo, and I'm a sophomore. Another example of bad diversity is tokenism, where only one person in a movie or TV show represents an underrepresented group and that that person doesn't serve as their own character with an arc and thoughts and feelings, but their entire reason of being in the film is for diversity, to move the plot along, or to uplift the main character. Uh, Some key examples of tokenism are the gay best friend or black best friend trope
2: i think tokenism is especially harmful because it allows a a piece of media to present itself as diverse while still playing into harmful tropes and stereotypes even though these pieces of media do contain diverse characters such as members of the lgbtq community or people of color by not allowing them to be their own full characters who develop and Are treated the same as white characters or straight characters it limits people's perception of members of these communities
4: yeah and oftentimes it's hard to talk about the problem of tokenism and to address it with people who don't necessarily um who people with people who aren't necessarily as affected by it because you'll hear them say things like Well, at least you have some representation, or like it's better than like years before or, or anything like that. But a lot of times they don't acknowledge that excusing tokenism is part of the problem and creates more of an allowance for for feeding into tropes, which are all are end up being harmful to the communities that they are quote unquote representing. Like, and a lot of people say that these represent representation problems aren't as present today as they were in say the 80s or the 90s but I can't count the amount of movies or TV shows I'll see where there's only one woman and she's the love interest or there's only one Asian and they're the nerd it's more prevalent than people who don't see it with their own, with the groups that they're a part of, it's more prevalent than they would think. And when you are part of the more represented group, you don't necessarily notice these things as much. And I think that's something you need to be more active in noticing the problems and addressing them rather than just explaining it away.
1: Exactly. And they won't notice and they don't feel the need to like have to notice because it's like, if you feel represented, you're not really going to notice that, like, someone else isn't feeling that way. And even if they are, sometimes people, not to, like, excuse it, but sometimes people don't necessarily realize how harmful it can be. They don't realize the, like, bias it's creating in their mind and, like, the stereotypes it's creating in their own minds. So they don't necessarily see a problem with the fact that every time a certain type of character is on there they're being stereotyped and it's something offensive and harmful yeah yeah
4: and a lot of times they won't even feel like they're being more represented than other groups because they don't know what that underrepresentation feels like like i remember being like a little girl and like all the disney princesses are all white and i and there was only, like, one person of color who looked like me. And that's harmful to when kids are seeing that. And the only representation they see of someone who looks like them and sounds like them and acts like them is is, like, hardly any.
1: Yeah. I remember not necessarily, like, thinking too much of the fact that they didn't look like me until I did. And then I was like... That's odd, especially since, like, Princess Tiana wasn't around my entire life. So, like, when I was little, I would just, like, pick a favorite princess until I realized that they, like, not so much that there weren't any that looked like me, I just didn't fully realize that they could look like me.
4: Yeah, like, I feel like we were taught to process this very Western, very Euro-centered, forms of media aimed at us as normal until we found out that they weren't right if like, that things didn't have to be eurocentric and then we couldn't stop noticing it everywhere
1: oh exactly well thank you for coming on here and talking with us about tokenism
4: thank you for having me <laughs>
1: I. there are a few standards to measure in my opinion the bare minimum for diversity but even though these standards don't require much and they don't seem too difficult to meet you would be surprised by how many films or shows simply don't meet them
2: so one standard to measure diversity in media is the Bechtel test also known as the Bechtel Wallace test and this test was designed by allison Bechtel to Create standards for women in media, and to pass the Bechdel test, a piece of media, specifically movies, no, a piece of media must have at least two named female characters, and they must converse about something other than a man. Let me rephrase that. I didn't like how I said that. The whole thing. In order for a piece of media to pass the Bechdel test, there have to be two named female characters. And at least two female characters have to have a conversation about something other than a man.
1: So so two movies that pass the Bechdel test are Lady Bird and Little Women, the 2019 version, which doesn't really surprise me very much because Greta Gerwig is a very big proponent of representation for women. Granted, she hasn't included many people of color in her movies, but baby steps, I guess. That
2: also doesn't surprise me because those are both female-led movies. Both of the protagonists are women. They're played by the same actress, Saoirse Ronan. So, and they both deal mostly with female relationships. The main relationship, in, the main relationship that Lady Bird surrounds is Lady Bird and her mother. And in Little Women, it is the relationships between the four little women.
1: And Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> um, two don't, that. Um, <laughs> don't. Yes, but um, so two movies that don't pass the Bechtel test are Toy Story 2 and The Avengers. The Avengers isn't very surprising. They only have so many women in that movie. I can only think of two, and one of them is from Guardians of the Galaxy. So. I think I
2: mean if we're talking about the original Avengers movie I think it's like Pepper Potts I think so
1: yeah it's the original Avengers movie I
2: think that might be it I can't I haven't seen that movie in a while but the MCU is very largely centered around white men true you know if you look at most most of the heroes especially those in the Avengers with the exception of Black Widow they're all white men at least in the earliest version. In the earliest like version. Captain America, the Hulk,
1: Thor. At least at some point Hulk. we got Black Panther. That's true.
2: And I mean, the Hulk is green, so. So, I mean. Whatever that counts
1: for. Uh, Toy Story 2. I don't think I've ever seen, um, Jesse and Bo Peep have a conversation, so.
2: No, I will say, though, Toy Story 2, no, it should be able to pass the sexual test. The, it, Toy Story 2 really only has one major female character, and that's Jessie. However, that is a step up from Toy Story, the original, which has Bo Peep, who isn't actually featured for a large majority of the movie. And the conflict mainly centers around Woody, the, main male, the male protagonist character, so, it's not that surprising to me No, that Pixar did, and it was made, like, it's about toys, so. True. I mean, how much can you say for representation when one of the characters is literally a slinky dog? That and is.
1: others are,
2: like, aliens.
1: That is true. Another test um, to measure diversity is the unofficial test, the DuVernay test, named after um, director Ava DuVernay, um, which is a rewritten version of the Bechdel test, but for people of color. The rules are the same as the Bechdel test, except it's that there has to be at least two people of color in the movie, two named people of color in the movie, and they must have a conversation about anything that isn't the one of the main white characters.
2: So, a movie that passes this is The Color Purple. This does not surprise me at all. This movie centers around a black woman, I believe.
1: I think you're right.
2: This movie centers around a black woman, and and the majority of the characters are black. So, it makes sense that it would be able to pass the juvenile test. I can't. I have not seen the movie in a while, but I can't think of a main character who
1: is white so see it was so hard to find movies that pass this test and those standards aren't even high
2: however this movie was specifically designed or this movie is specifically like made to tell the stories of black people so to say that it passes the juvenile test designed for people of color is not necessarily a feat because the standard should be that even movies not written about people of color and the struggles of people of color should be able to pass this test.
1: Sorry, I sincerely didn't have anything to say about that. I'll say Spider-Man Homecoming next, though. Okay. A movie that doesn't pass, however, is Spider-Man Homecoming, which doesn't surprise me at all, because... I it can think of
2: me a little bit because uh, there are two main characters who are three main characters who are people of color.
1: But before. how often do they not talk about Spider-Man?
2: That's true.
1: That's and the, the only reason it doesn't surprise me. You.
2: are living in it.
1: That is true.
2: Um, that doesn't surprise me, but it does disappoint me because that movie was so popular with young people, specifically. Because it offered a more diverse look on Spider-Man. And I remember when the movie first came out and it was announced that Zendaya was playing the role of MJ, who is not actually Mary Jane, but believed She's to be not? Mary Jane from the original comics. People were very upset because she was not white and because she did not have red hair. Two of MJ's defining characteristics. So... I think it is disappointing that a movie that has pushed for diversity in this way does not pass the juvenile test.
1: On September 8th, 2020, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced a new standard, new standards for diversity, in which two out of these four categories need to be met in order to be eligible for the best picture category. The standards are as follows. Standard A, on-screen representation, themes and narratives. Standard B, creative leadership and project team. Standard C, industry across and opportunities. And Standard D, audience development. Each of these standards play a role in integrating minority communities into the different levels of the film industry.
2: I think the Oscars new standards for diversity are great. I think they're great inclusion. However, one, I think they're long overdue, and two, I'm very interested to see how well the Oscars are actually going to uphold these standards and whether people will maintain to them, or if they will try to find loopholes within the standards or to keep making movies about white men. And, since- and to keep hiring only white men, you know.
1: Yeah, and since, like, some of the standards are just diversity behind the scenes, you can easily have a show, or a movie, I mean, filled with white people, and, like, white men, and they have, like, the most diverse behind the scenes, like, crew, but none of that is, like, really, none of us would be able to tell, obviously, so we're gonna still feel underrepresented, but it's going to be an insanely diverse, like, background. That's, like, a way that people could get around to making more diverse films.
2: Yeah, and obviously I support having more people of color and more women back behind the scenes. Oh, because of course. Because the film industry is an incredibly hard, feel, hard field to join. And I think, you know, it's it's an incredibly hard field to join. And so any way that we can make space for those people in those fields is fantastic. However, I do think that they might do what you're saying, which is find, like use that as a loophole, but keep, you know, I also think
0: that they might keep.
1: Okay, so now we have our second guest.
0: Hi, I'm Isabel Salas and I'm a freshman.
1: So are there any stereotypes that you see on TV that like reflect you or affect you personally
0: well personally i am stereotyped as being white which i am not um i'm a hispanic and so i think that people's stereotypes of what a hispanic or white person should look like just like it just affects me like people assume things of me
1: yeah so like like colorism
0: yeah like I'm very white. Yeah. I have very like dark hair and I have very dark eyes. But um I'm I'm not really white. Like my mom was uh, is from an immigrant. She's from a foreign country, but she's like whiter than me and it's crazy. But yeah. just because I look white, everybody just assumes.
1: So like it would be better if they if movie industries and like T V industries portrayed characters of different like ethnic backgrounds, but that like looked differently and like didn't look one type of way.
0: Yeah, because I mean, if you think of like, for example, a white person from a movie, what do you think of? Like, what's the first thing that comes to your
1: mind? Blonde hair, blue eyes, like that's pale, exactly what I'm thinking, really pale.
0: And then Hispanic, you think of you know, like a little color, curly hair, maybe short. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: Mhm. and then I f- I feel like movies always portray African Americans as athletic as well.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I
0: think that's I think that's a big part of it too, and we can see that
2: that's not true here with Raquel, who is not an athlete. <laughs> I African- do not <laughs> play <laughs> a
1: sports. I just do not play a sports. Ugh yeah but yeah. it's really nice when like when tv shows and movies can manage to break away from those stereotypes so like in the good place so like in the good place which was a sitcom that ran from 2016 to 2020 i believe um and the four main characters died and then they're discovering the secrets of the afterlife the good place managed to have a diverse cast a diverse cast with names um, that were culturally accurate, and personalities that didn't fall into tropes. It's so like Chidi Anagonye, a black man from Australia, who suffered with anxiety and he was really smart and he didn't play any sports, um, which was really nice because it was portraying mental health issues in a community where it's like not talked about enough. And then Tahani Jamil is a British Indian woman who is portrayed as powerful and beautiful and she was a socialite. And then Jason Mendoza is an East Asian who was hot, he was dumb, and he was an impulsive jock.
0: So, I, I really like the show, personally. Like, I watched all the seasons, even the new one.
1: Oh, same. And
0: I think that another, like, thing that they bring to awareness, not just, like, ethnically for diversity, but, like, mental health problems, like you said. I think yeah. another thing that Chibi, um suffers from might be, like, paranoia. Yeah, I think so. you're always, like, Yeah. Not only just anxiety, like, he just has a bunch of self-doubt as well.
1: That is true. Yeah, and then
0: I kind of like, um, I kind of like that, that sort of self-centeredness that she portrayed, if that makes sense. That makes
1: sense.
2: Yeah. Also about The Good Place, um... It portrayed interracial relationships. The central Mm -hmm. romance is an interracial relationship between a black man and a white woman. I
1: forgot about that. And race
2: is never brought into it. It's not a talking point. And the character storylines never revolve around their race. It revolves around their personalities and their own like moral shortcomings and whatnot. So it does a really great job of Having characters of color who, while they are present within their culture and... While they are present within their culture and they're written as characters of color, they're foremost just written as characters and able to develop and grow without race and struggles associated with race being their central focus.
1: That is true. Because, like, none of their... You're good. None of their, like, um... Their moral shortcomings, like you said, like, none of the things that were their flaws had anything to do with, like, race, and none of the things that they were, like, really, none of the things that were really good about them, or why they thought they should have been in the good place, had to do with race either, which was really Yeah, nice. they weren't
0: defined or restricted to anything of the sort, and I think that's also part of the pl- the whole plot of the show, about it being in the afterlife, because, frankly, it doesn't matter. Whether what color you are, or you
1: know, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's another reason why it was like so such a good show. It was because it didn't define them, even though they are all so different. It was all about them, tr- like about their morals and everything, like just right. trying to be better people in the end.
1: Right. I'm not trying to give any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, I started recording.
2: All in all, it is very hard to feel represented when the characters that are supposed to represent you lack substance and significance beyond filling a diversity quota. Diversity is necessary because art imitates life, and people come in a variety of ways, which plays into the importance of
1: intersectionality. The key to properly portraying diverse characters is to include them because that's how society looks, not with the intention of meeting a standard. Although there isn't much that we can do to help this, besides becoming a filmmaker, being able to identify these issues is enough for now. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to read some of our stories on Akona's website.